This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into the NFL draft. And as expected, the Carolina Panthers get their man at number one. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback. There it is. As expected, Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, goes to Carolina, number one overall. couple trades that we also saw last night, and that courtesy of NFL Network. The Texans had the number two pick. They choose C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Then they make a trade with the Cardinals, move up to number three, get Will Anderson, the stud edge out of Alabama. The Colts go with Anthony Richardson at five Seahawks. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois at five. Cardinals, Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio State at six. And the Raiders, Tyree Wilson, who falls to them at the seventh spot. What surprised you? I, I think the Texans made a really strong move here, making that trade with the Cards to get not only who they hope is their quarterback of the future, but also I think a can't-miss guy in Will Anderson. Did you like this, this move, or what was your favorite move of the first round? I think it was surprising to me to see the Texans be so aggressive because this is a team that's been dwelling in the cellar. So maybe it's a team that's trying to make a move in a very winnable NFC or AFC South, I should say, with the exception of maybe the Jaguars who, you know, are probably going to get even better next year. But still, they did have to give up a lot to move to that number three spot. But I think if it's a good player, it's going to be worth it. And I think this is the toughest part of analyzing these draft picks today because the juice is worth the squeeze if the player produces. Right now, we don't know if the player is going to produce. So it's really hard for me to sit back and say, like, this is the team that won the draft and whatever. Um, so I think it's a wait and see. You know, I think that's the the nuanced answer. But, of course, we've got to talk about the moves that we really like. And I think, like, Will Levis not going in the first round, somebody – you know, put a lot of money on that just wow. because of the odds, the seismic shift that we saw. And here's the thing. If you based your bet based on somebody on Reddit, you deserve this. So I felt very badly for Will Levis and the camera constantly on his face and the fact that he didn't go in the first round after all of these rumors had been swirling. So that has to be the biggest story of the night, right? No question. Yeah, on Reddit, some guy was like, yeah, I know I know someone who, who works for the Panthers. They're absolutely going to over – they're going to pass over Bryce Young. They're passing him over. They're going Will Levis. And so many people were like, I'm broke. I'm doing it anyway. This doesn't make sense. I'm doing it anyway. I feel like this is 
when they mention stock picks on Reddit. And sometimes you'll see a meme stock go through the roof. It'll go up and down. What do they call it? Diamond hands, where they just hold on to the stock forever, just like trying to make money. And they just go on rumor or maybe everyone jumping onto a certain pick, whatever. But that was not what happened at all. It just goes to show like how much deception and misinformation is put out in the NFL draft. This is a guy at one point for a short period, two or three days ago, favored to be the number one overall pick. And then all of a sudden doesn't get drafted. And I felt bad for this guy. Like by the end of the night, he was just like looking on TikTok or something. He's like, I'm not getting drafted. It's not happening. There's nothing more painful than watching a dude like just sit in the green room and watch watching himself get passed over again and again and again. You know who didn't get passed over? My guy Bijan Robinson, who went early in the top ten. Oh, with the eighth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Atlanta Falcons select Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas. Uh, that makes me happy. Double D, turn it off. The great Bijan Robinson. I thought he would go to the Eagles at 10. The Eagles traded up to get Jalen Carter at 9, so that defensive line is going to be just absolutely monstrous now unbelievable i'm such a great pick for the eagles but we got to bring a double d for a second chelsea want to hear what you have to say as well is this the right call you're a falcons you're where look at you cock of the walk baby you got your falcons hat on you're playing the texas fight song is 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 this where Bijan should have gone best player available at eight um there there there's things to be said about they probably could have gotten him a little bit later but you know he if they don't take him at eight, Eagles are taking him in at nine instead of Jalen Carter. And then if the Eagles don't take him at nine, I'm sure Detroit's going to take him because they took Jamar Gibbs. So, yeah, and, and you have to think about who the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons is. He is the former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. He's drafting his version of King James. He now has Bijan Robinson as the guy to carry the load for them. They've made some moves in the offseason to get a little better on the defensive side. So, yeah, I'm actually pretty okay with this pick, especially not having a marquee quarterback as your starting quarterback. So, Chelsea, I'm obviously biased here, but do you like a guy who's clearly a special running back, but also, you know, I don't have to tell you, running backs are not valued like they used to be in the draft. Is this too high for Bijan? I think this is what everybody's arguing about, saying that you shouldn't pick a running back in the first round. But I think if there is a really standout player, because isn't that what we're looking at Bijan Robinson as being, is yes. somebody who can really add a spark to your offense. So, like, you take the best available player. Like, is that a strategy? You just take the best player on the board? And especially for a Falcons team that I think has a lot of needs. And during the offseason, they made a lot – of trades and signs to get some defensive players. Calais Campbell now headed to Atlanta as well. So I like it. And I think that people who are just stuck in this, uh, you know, thought process of just saying you don't take a running back in the first round, I think it depends on the running back. I think so too. The one thing about Bijan, he's definitely a special player and he can do everything. So the Falcons said, the Falcons just followed the script here because they said, 
And it's the age-old argument, right? Do you take the best player available? Do you feel a need? And if you're a Falcons back or a Falcons fan, you say, why didn't we go defense? We need help with defense. But the Falcons said all along, we will take the best player available. A lot of NFL experts had Bijan as one of the top five players in the draft easy. So the Falcons just did what they said they were going to do. Other storylines here, and this maybe this was the best moment of the draft before we get into maybe picks that we liked, picks that we didn't like. The best moment of the draft was when the Jets made their pick at 13. Kyle Stickles, a 13-year-old who overcame bone cancer, he's a huge Jets fan, made the pick as part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and he nailed it. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Goodell. I'd also like to thank the NFL, the New York Jets, and the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Northeastern New York for giving me this opportunity tonight. Yeah! boy. Let's get it. With the 15th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets select Will McDonald, linebacker, Iowa State. Let's go! Yeah! Let's go! Hey, good for him. He absolutely nailed And he looked great. He had a little suit on with the green tie, the green pocket square. Absolutely. When you get Jets fans who come to the draft to boo, when you get them to cheer, you're doing something right. So that was definitely one of the highlights of the draft last night. Chelsea, if you had to pick one thing you like, dislike, favorite pick, worst pick, anything that stood out to you from last night, what would it be? Well, obviously, you know I'm a Titans fan. So I was holding my breath, and I was like, good God, Titans. If you pick Will Levis, I'm going to throw up. So I was very nervous for the Titans pick. And thankfully, they picked an offensive lineman, Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, I believe. Hopefully, he can do something for our god-awful offensive line. But here's the thing. You need more than one. You need several offensive linemen to make a good offensive line. So I'm not sure if, you know, just throwing one in there is going to make a huge difference, but we'll take it. We certainly will. I think the one pick that I'll tell you something I loved and we need to get into the Ravens because they agreed to a deal with Lamar Jackson. They chose Zay Jackson out of Boston College, who is a very good receiver with the second overall pick. And I love that because it comes right after they finally locked down Lamar and Zay. Oh, sorry. Zay Flowers. It's his, uh, I don't know why I said Jackson there. Five years, $260 million to Lamar, $185 million in guaranteed money. He's going to average $52 million a year, making him the highest paid player in the league. So the Ravens, who are always very smart in the front office, they lock down Lamar, then they get Zay Flowers. So all of a sudden, they get the receiver that Lamar needs, and they get their quarterback All in the same day. This is why, and I was talking with someone about this yesterday, the Ravens and their front office do such an amazing job. And I feel like they were patient here. They waited on Lamar and they got the deal that they wanted that both sides are happy with. And they nailed this. Do you think there's any bad blood moving forward? Like judging by the video that Lamar Jackson posted, I think not. Like he got his money and that was the ultimate goal. But do you think things were said during these negotiations that like might have hurt the relationship at all? Or do you think it even matters? I think all of that is water under the bridge now. 
with Lamar with, and you said it the way he looked in that video the way he sounded his demeanor you know what makes bad feelings go away 185 million dollars in guaranteed money so I think whatever the issue was and you know by the way Lamar continued to negotiate this deal by himself he never brought on an agent so he did this himself kudos to him I didn't know if that was going to work out but I think now this is all part of the NFL maybe it was contentious for a while but now Lamar Jackson is paid he could make even more than 200 million dollars he probably will and again the Ravens choose a receiver to help him out so this feels like a win across the board for Baltimore for sure. And especially in the age where quarterbacks are the most important uh, position on the field. And there are so few quarterbacks that are even in the mediocre range. Like, I think that you look across the way and if you have a quarterback that even has a chance to get you to a Super Bowl, you got to give him whatever he wants. Doesn't that feel like the case? Because look at all these people mm -hmm. like taking chances on veterans. Like, look at the Colts every year. They're like, oh, well, this guy might work out for us. No, he doesn't. And look at the crop of young quarterbacks this year. Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but it doesn't feel like there's a quarterback in there that's going to be contending with the likes of like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Like maybe I could be wrong. Maybe Bryce Young is that guy. Uh, but yeah, quarterbacks deserve their money for sure. Absolutely. And one pick I thought was just funny, like the Packers, no matter what, they just refuse to draft receivers. They just refuse to do Aaron Rodgers is gone now. It's Jordan Love. What do the Packers do at 13? They take Iowa defensive end Lucas Van Ness. I don't know why they're allergic to drafting receivers, but they just never, ever do it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.